This is Dak Prescott, and you're listening to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome to Faith on the Field Show. I'm Rob Motti. It's great to be with you this week on all of our radio affiliates across the country, and thank you for listening to the podcast. Remy and I and the family are on vacation, so we have two special guests this week, Von Miller from the Buffalo Bills and Chrissy Carew, a good friend and the founder of Insightful Player. So we're going to get right to the interviews. But first, since I am on vacay, I do want to read something from Mark 6.30.32. Jesus fed the 5,000, and then the apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught then because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat. He said to them, Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. See, even the apostles, even Jesus saw a need for vacation, which is something that's so important for all of us. Like, I, It's hard for me to go on vacation. It's hard for me to put things away, to shut off, to go away from the world. But at that time, sometimes it's something that you need to do. Put work away, move on, do what you have to do for yourself, for your family. Get some rest, rejuvenate, revive. It's okay. Even in the Bible, they did it. All right, we're going to start off with Von Miller, eight-time Pro Bowl player, two-time Super Bowl champ, and Super Bowl 50 MVP. His season ended early last year, tore his ACL. He's working his way back from that. Here's Von Miller. Hey, Von, what's up, man? Let me get your thoughts on Leonard Floyd, man, former teammate. Guys win a Super Bowl together. Now he's part of Bill's Mafia. Man, it's super dope, man. And um, it's crazy because I, I was talking to Floyd um, during this offseason when he was a free agent. Ain't had I was just explaining to him how dope it was to beat a, a Buffalo Bill and the similarities that I really liked about L.A. and how but the Buffalo Bills are the same in, in some way. So it was kind of like I was – I kind of pitched it to him, but I don't even think it was a, a deal on the table or anything like that. Yeah, I was just talking to him about – my experience here with the Buffalo Bills, and I was telling him he would be able to find that same thing. And, you know, it's super cool to have my guy, man. He's here. I, I love the way he works. Um, he's a great guy in, in and out the locker room. Um, we got all my guys from the, from the uh, Super Bowl uh, Super Bowl 56 days. We got Taylor Rapp, Traven Howard. Uh, we signed Edwards, too, the offensive guard. So, yeah, we we getting stacked with that Super Bowl team for sure. All we need is Aaron Donald, man. And Aaron Donald and <laughs> Aaron Donald and, uh, and, and, and my guy, man, we would be crazy, man. We'd be crazy, man. Ed Oliver and Aaron Donald, that would go crazy. Do you feel with, with Leonard Floyd coming in there now, it may take a little bit of pressure off of you early in the season, depending on when you were planning on – like, I know you're aiming for week one, but what, you, mm-hmm. what, you, what you're going through, the rehab and everything else, yep. does it help you to change your mindset at all? No, I, don't. I still want to be available week one, but I don't have like that, dang, if I don't make it, I'm letting my team down type of feeling. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if we we got a locker room full of guys. We got a defensive line room full of guys that can go and play, man. And, you know, it does, like you said, I wouldn't say it's pressure because I, you know, pressure is just self-perceived. I feel like I'm going to be ready to go, but we got guys that's going to be ready to go, if, even if I'm not, like. Floyd is ready to go. Floyd is a great pass rusher. He's six. I, I think he's six six, and and, uh, and Greg Rousseau is six six. We got to have one of the tallest defensive lines in there as well, man. But it's it's super cool, man. It, like you said, you know, it does take you know some of the expectation to be off. I can just take my time and do whatever it takes, and I can come back when I'm absolutely one hundred percent. Because we got guys like Flo and 
guys like Greg Rousseau, AJ Epinesa, and Boogie Basham. We got a room full of guys for sure. What's it been like with Sean McDermott having to be the play caller now? Have you felt that transition yet, or it's still too early with the OTAs and all that stuff to where you, you can't really yeah. tell going from Leslie to, to Sean? No, Coach McDermott was always involved. He was always there. It feels the same. You know, I will say in a, uh, what doesn't feel the same is just not having Coach Frazier there, you know, telling us the deal. Like, it, it's just it, – because it, Coach McDermott would come in the the, um, the meeting room and he would, you know, give his opinion and what he's seeing on certain plays and stuff. So he was always involved. Now he's just there, you know, the whole time. So it, it uh, it's, it's been a seamless transition. Um, I'm excited for Coach McDermott. He's a defensive-minded coach. Um I'm excited, man. I'm excited. We got we got we got a great. He's he all he's always believed in, you know, the quarterback, offensive line, and defensive line. They they are the determining factors and the most important people involved in the game. Our offensive line is, has taken great steps to get better, man. Our defensive line has as well. Josh Allen's gonna be on fire this year, and that's all. Uh, you know, that's all been Coach Coach McDermott's uh, expectation, man. So it's been super cool having him in the defensive room for sure. Now we talked about you trying to work your way back to week one. We all know what happened Tore your ACL. And, and I know that's a big reason why you're involved in this uh, campaign, Vaughn, with Flip the Turf. Playing on artificial turf is how you got injured. I know a lot of players are against it. I understand the reasoning for it. It kind of blows my mind that there's still artificial turf out there in 2023. It's always about player safety, player safety, player safety. Well, there you go. Grass is a little bit safer. The injuries, the numbers prove it. Tell me about your involvement in that. And I mean, I know you're passionate about it, man. I saw the video that the, yeah. the commercial that they wouldn't air. You know, according to, uh, you know, recent, you know, information that's released by the NFL, non-contact injuries occurred at a higher rate on artificial turf compared to, grass in 2022 our game was founded on grass um this is our game was was built on grass it's safer it feels better um i'm partnering up with uh pennington and the flip the flip to turf campaign we're advocating for player safety you know by encouraging the league to flip you know the turf on all nfl fields going from artificial to natural grass it's, it's a better surface it feels better i've, I've been injured twice on 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 artificial turf. So I know what it does to the fingers, toes, backs. And, um, yeah, we're just turning up this time. If you really think about it, like, you know, I, I hate to digress, but if you think about it, like, just say if we're playing golf, right? You, are you a golf guy? You a golf guy? I, I'm, not, I'm not a golf guy. I tore my ACL playing football. I'm st- I'm still trying to be like you guys, trying to play. <laughs> One day when I, when I get older, I'm a golf. I'm a golf guy, man. Just think if they changed the fairways to artificial turf, like, it would be – it would be – in the uproar of that, and that's the same thing what we're dealing with, man. Like our game was founded on on natural grass. If it, it feels better, rain, sleet, hail, or snow, and it's uh, it's all about player safety, man. I'm all for guys being able to play as best as possible as long as possible, and um, that's what this is all about. I didn't even realize, Vaughn, that you're allergic to grass. So mm-hmm. you're advocating for like you're allergic. What happens? What does grass do to you? Like do you do you get break right. out? Yeah, yeah, I know I that's where your sleeves, right? That's why I wear the long sleeves. That's why I wear the long sleeves. No matter if it's rain, no matter if it's hot, no matter what, I always wear long sleeves. You know, if I, I start sneezing and and um and like get like little hives and stuff, and I'm allergic to grass, and I still prefer playing on natural turf than artificial turf. It, it's just better for your body, man. It feels better. You'll be able to play longer on it. 
When you guys have these conversations, because you're not the only player, so many players are, are advocating for flipping the turf, for playing on grass. When you have these conversations with the guys in position to make the change, and really it's ownership, how do they justify it to you? Do, do, do you buy what they're saying to you, like why they can or why they don't or why they're unwilling? In my own mind, like if I was like if I was the owner, like, you know, you got these stadiums and, you know, just putting on my – Honestly, when it comes to player safety, if I'm a football owner and I have a football team and my stadium is built around the football players, I would want to have the best surface for those guys. But if I, if it, I, the only thing that I could think of that would ter- that would turn me away from that, it would have to be like concerts or having it being multi-purpose, and you can it's easier to uh, you know get things in and off uh, artificial turf. But if I'm an owner, that's that's really it. Am I saying? Am I saying? The concerts are more important to me than my my football team, you know, my football team's, you know, health on the football field. Like it's, you know, so it's, it's, you know, I'm sure it's different perspectives. You know, my perspective when I try to think about it, that's that's the only thing that would that would kind of deter me from being on natural grass. Other than that, man, like it's all about player safety. My stadium is built around my football team, so I want to put the best surface out there for those guys, no matter what. And they should, my football team should always come before my. My monster jam or my concert or my boxing match that I'm gonna have on the turf, 100. You you would think, man, you would think like it just makes too much sense. I know everything comes down to dollar and cents, and 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 like look at Thursday night football. That's Thursday night football exists because of all the money the NFL is making mm-hmm. from it. And I, I know Von, you're interested in post career potentially maybe being in a front office like a GM type thing, shadowed mm-hmm. Brandon Bean at the. Combine, what was that experience like for you? It was great. Um, I I loved it, man. Um, before we even get into it, for Brandon Bean to take out of his life to to give to mine and my life and my my aspirations, like it, that, just shows you the type of you know guys that I'm around with the Buffalo Bills from from ownership all the way down. It's just that just shows you the type of guys that I deal with. I'm super blessed to have people like Brandon Bean in my life, man, and to sit down with him and talk like steps and what I could be doing now, you know, and this and that. Like man, I, and I'm blown I'm blown away, man. And um to go to the combine and be able to, you know, just sit back and just observe. You know, it's it, it was cool, man. I've been on the football team since I was in the fifth grade. I've been in, I've I've been I play evaluated guys without me even knowing it. Like yeah, this is this is what I do. This is what I know. I play football. I rush the passer. I've been on super. I've been on two um, Super Bowl teams, and I've been on another team. We made it all the way to the Super Bowl and didn't make it. And I'm able to to really identify all those similarities and identify the reasons why the one team didn't make it. What made it successful? What derailed us? Our Buffalo Bills team. How are we compared to those teams? It's not even about. It ain't most of the time. It's not even about like football and having great players. All this stuff will take care of itself. You got to have great, great infrastructure as well. You want great coaches. You want a great environment. You want an environment that that breeds competition and and uh, players evolving on and off the football field. Because it starts with the player. It starts with player safety, and to be able to sustain that over to be able to sustain that over a long period of time, you have to have great. Um, doctors and mental health guys in the facility and great cafeteria workers and great coaches. What makes a great coach? How do you create a, a great coaching staff? And, you know, all of these things that um, just by getting started on it and being able to hear Brandon Bean's piece on it was, was amazing. Well, that's awesome, man. No doubt. Whenever you transition to that next chapter uh, of your career, uh, I'm sure you'll have a, a ton of success. Von, one last question for you, but I saw you tweet a few days ago or weeks ago, whatever it was, God is good. What does that mean to you when you say God is good? How would you describe that in your words? 
I, I would say God is good. I think about all the all the situations that I've been in and all the blessings that I've had. Like it, it had it was it's been supernatural. If you think about where I started to you know where I am now, and even each and every day, like I, I have these small blessings that I'm super appreciative and grateful for. I just feel like it. it it's bigger than just me. It's bigger than just my mom and my dad. Like it, it's somebody, something, some force, you know, really guiding me and, and directing me. And, and that is God, man. I'm, I'm, uh, my faith is everything to me. Um, everything. I, every time I think I two little boys, you know, two, two blessings. And that's what that means. Like God is good. When you think about all the things that I'm grateful for, um, all the things that I have, um, to be in the situation that I am and, I, I feel good just because you in a great situation don't mean you have to be content either though. Like I still work and I still want more. And I still want to mm-hmm. achieve. And I still want to be the best. But when I sit down at night, man, I'm, I'm super grateful for all the things that, that God has, that God has put in my life for sure. I love that explanation. Thank you. Stay tuned for more. You're listening to faith on a field show. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action. Get information. Understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free. Since 1930, the Heritage family has proudly served the communities of South Jersey. From humble roots, Heritage's dairy stores now operates 33 convenient locations. Their desire is to become your convenience store of choice, not just because of their welcoming atmosphere, but because of their fresh, quality products. Heritage's milk is still the sweetest, coffee's hot and fresh, and Heritage's full-service delis offer the best local ingredients prepared and sliced on-site, far exceeding the competition. Heritage's Dairy Stores. It's not just our name, it's our heritage. This is Derek Henry, and you listen to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome back to Faith on a Field Show. I'm Rob Motti. If you're listening to us for the first time, you can go to faithonafieldshow.com. Find every episode since we launched in 2017. We've had an awesome lineup of guests. You can listen anytime at your convenience on any of the podcast platforms. You'll hear the full interviews on there in case sometimes we cut them a little short for radio. Be sure also to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Faith on a Field and Tell a friend or a hundred about the show. If you would like to be a sponsor for Faith on the Field and help our ministry grow, please reach out to us at team at faithonafieldshow.com. We have various packages that we can cater specifically to fit your needs. Our goal is to be on a sports radio station. We've said this a million times in every state. If you don't have a business to advertise on but still want to help the ministry, we do have a donate button on our page at faithonafieldshow.com. Chrissy Carew is a life and business coach. She is a Hall of Fame master certified and board certified personal and business coach mentor and trainer, as well as the author of Insightful Player. Football pros lead a bold movement of hope. Chrissy's a wonderful person. Really enjoyed my conversation with her. Well, Chrissy, welcome to Faith on the Field Show. It's great to have you. And you and I have known each other for a few years now. You, you've been such a, a, a great help in f- connecting me with some athletes that you've worked with and, and people who have been on Faith on the Field. 
I just want everybody to know a little bit about what you do with Insightful Player, um, where that vision for you came from, and really what it is and, and what the heart of it is. So, Insightful Player, I grew up in football. My father was a high school coach and teacher, and um, he used sports to help kids um, learn valuable life lessons and build character, and he was my hero. <laughs> and I was an extreme tomboy. <laughs> And um, so we had football players in and out of our house all my life. And um, I became a, a, a life and business coach. And I remember the very first day where I became official, I had two thoughts in my mind. A, wouldn't it be amazing and fun to uh, coach in the NFL? Because <laughs> um, we can have more role models in the world. And B, can you imagine where the world would be today if we all had a coach since we were a kid? That was back in the mid nineties <laughs> took me 10 years to have the guts to reach out to the NFL. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just did some research. I spent two years researching the NFL and I couldn't believe there were so many wonderful, um, players that were doing so many philanthropic things for their communities that were under the radar. And we only had the, um, the very small percentages of players getting in trouble that were on the stage all the time. Mm-hmm. So I thought, wow, you know, the world's in tough shape. Kids don't really have many role models. You know, what if I could, you know, write some inspiring stories about these players to really help kids? And and that's how it all began. And it wasn't easy. <laughs> I had a lot of doors slammed in my face. Well, I'm um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> how many years ago? How many years ago was it that it kind of that you officially launched? insightful player and i i love i love i guess it's the motto the tagline a bold movement of hope how did how did that originate um yeah well um it started the it started the research started in 2007 okay and i researched all 32 teams at the time and the actual my very first insightful player interview was july 6 (laughs) 2009 with roger starbeck oh i'll never forget it yeah, and um, I feel like we needed a bold movement of hope to, to get some attention, to, to rattle those trees and, and get the rest of the world on board to, to you know, devote more time to helping our kids and our youth. I was so worried about them. And this was a very spiritual project for me, and I just felt like humanity being at the crossroad of transformation and obliteration. But I believe in the goodness of humanity, and I believe if we put more resources into our children they can take humanity to heights that you and i can't even imagine and that's what was pulled it pulled me pulled me pulled me and um that that's why insightful player was born enhance the quality of life for our youth wow roger is now i believe is like 80 or 81 years old and since he's one of the athletes i've never actually had on faith on the field and people have told me about his strong uh faith in in the lord so um that that's certainly that's very cool what was that conversation for you like like he's the first one that you sit down with for insightful player was it somebody that um you grew up watching you were uh, uh and it, tell us a little bit about your background chrissy where I, I detect a new york accent so i'm guessing you grew up in the new york area Boston area. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the, um, 
the Roger Staubach interview, I remember um, I had contact lenses on <laughs> and I was so nervous. I sweat so much. I had to take my contacts out of my eyes and watch them turn into cornflakes. And of course, I had to throw them away afterwards. Um, but the poor thing, it was my first interview. I kept him on the phone for two hours. He was really nice. We said a prayer together at the beginning of, of the call. And I was so shocked that he said yes to my interview because I had reached out to so many people, Rob, before then. And they're like, no, 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 no. You know, I need your writing style. I need this, that, or the other thing. You have no experience to get it. Mm. And so it sent him a pitch that I wanted to do an inspiring story about him to empower youth. Um, and uh, I followed up with his assistant and expected to get another, no, 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 he's too busy. And they said, how, oh, yes, he wants to do it. How's July 6th? So July 6th is permanently um, in my brain. And that's coming up my anniversary of that um, shortly. And he was lovely. He was just so kind and loving and you know, once I got his name, that really helped me get other players on board and other teams started looking at, you know, saying, yes, this is good. But I had one team that really put me down. I, I'll never share who they are. But I remember I was so excited about my vision. I said, I know these guys are they're doing such great things in the world. We need to hear about them. You know, we need to other, inspire other people to do philanthropic things and help kids. And I said, I'm so excited. What do you think? He said, well... Uh, I don't think you're going to get anywhere with that. I don't, I don't, I don't buy it. And I'm like, and, and I was so discouraged that um, it was in the middle of the afternoon and I actually went to bed because <laughs> I couldn't handle it. And, um, and then I woke up the next morning and I said, that's it. Tell me I can't do something. I'm going to try a hundred times harder. So that actually motivated me. Wow. Um, that team was they were meanies. <laughs> and, and and how long did it take you, Chrissy, to turn it into a book? Like I, I'm looking at some of the people who I don't even before we even get into the book and the content. Some of the reviews, like you, you got Peter King, uh, James Brown, Kevin Harlan, who gave you such positive reviews for this book. Um, how did that develop? Oh gosh, um, well I. I, I wanted James Brown to do my, um, <clears throat> I, I wanted, really wanted James Brown I, to do my forward. And mm -hmm. I just reached out to him and sent a heart, you know, heart, heart driven letter and became, um, had a nice rapport with his assistant, Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. And I shared my story and um, how much I, I loved him and he inspires me and, um, and he, they came back and interviewed me with some questions, and he said, absolutely, I'd love to do your forward. And I, I sobbed. I couldn't believe it, you know? Because I had so many doors slammed in my face. And, and so that was so wonderful. And then Kevin Harlan was wonderful. Peter King shocked me. I mean, I was, I was shocked by all of them, actually. Mm -hmm. And he was lovely. Um, and, you know, I, I had my own business for, you know, since the mid-90s as a coach. And before that, I had a PR and event company for 10 years. So I was, I was used to doing some outreach. That's mm -hmm. my comfort zone. So um, I remember when I at first started my coaching business, my stepson, well, I was a full-time stepmom, said, hey, who are you reaching out to today? I said, oh, I'm calling all the scary people. <laughs> 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 so, 
from from but, all yeah. of the interviews, Chrissy, who who uh, whose story? Like some of these guys and some of the stories that you were able to share, um, players with troubled upbringing, players who one one former player who was put in classes for people who were mentally disabled. Um, oh, one one player whose sense. father yeah. beat 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 him up. Like, wh- what yep. resonates with you? What sticks in your mind? I love them all. I almost feel like their mom, Rob. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember, I just felt like I didn't realize how oblivious I was to how some people live, and that was so amazing. And you know, I I had this. I thought maybe that as because I had been coaching for so many years. Um, and helping people reach their goals, I thought that I could really have a powerful influence on them, but it was the opposite. They had a powerful influence on me. I learned. They humbled me so much, these players. Um, I, I love them all. Absolutely love them all. And I, but the first story that really made my jaw drop was Rashid Davis, who I know you're going to meet shortly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's, his, his father was murdered when he was eight years old. Oh, wow. he had a duck for cover um, behind his couch. So the bullets were flying on his street. He had family members that were gang members. I mean, it was just unbelievable. Um, and, and some of these players are like family to me. Um, when my mom passed away. She lived here with us. And she was the first one that read all the stories so my players knew of her. And when she died, Rashid's mother wrote a beautiful poem about my love for my mother. Oh, wow. That we, read, that we read at her funeral. It was so touching. I mean, they're all, they're filled with love. What amazes me is that at a very young age, they had all these hardships, right? Mm-hmm. And, and they said, okay, I don't know where they got this wisdom, but they said, okay, something um, good will come out of this someday, as most of us will say, right? If we run into any kind of crisis or tragedy or hardship. But as, as young teenagers, they would say, okay, something good will come from this, but not someday, today. And they started to use their faith. Okay, God, show me, show me, show me. How can this horrific tragedy help me right now, right now? What can I do to serve you? It, it just blows my mind yeah, and and that's kind of what we've been we've been doing with faith on a field is really bringing these stories of how God has worked in the lives of so many athletes, and nobody goes through life without trouble, without adversity, without having to face a storm. And sometimes people are they have the misconception that. Hey, hey! If I become a believer, that that my life's going to be great. No, it's God. God's promises are: I'll be with you in the middle of the storm. It doesn't mean He's going to keep us free from any kind of adversity. But we understand, we grow through, we learn from, we mature, we develop, we change our way of thinking. And uh, I'm just looking at the list of all the athletes that you interviewed and you spoke to for this book. And and even though the book came out. 2011, right? Somewhere 2011 or 2012. Yes. It's still available on Amazon, Insightful Player, so uh, listeners can check it out. And, and it's it's just so many different. I, I I love I love the way you have each chapter, and it's it lists the player and what they over 
or or what that title of, of that is like Benjamin Watson chapter 29 recovering perfectionist embraces scripture and receives a gift of true grace I really like Ben is one of and he just recently retired I think Ben Watson maybe two years ago yeah. and he played in for so many different teams played in Cleveland at the time that you interviewed him played for New Orleans played with Tom Brady in New England one of the the most well-spoken cerebral thoughtful players that I've ever interviewed and and it's just so many of, of these stories um that are that are, that are shared throughout I, I think it's it's phenomenal thank you so much for what you do and, and how you've brought these stories to life thank you Rob I appreciate you having me on your very very valuable show and thank you for your message and all you're doing That's it for this week. Thank you to Von Miller and Chrissy Carew. Thank you to Doug, Pastor Scott, and everyone on our team. And thank you for listening to Faith on the Field Show. For Remy, I'm Rob Motti, reminding you, make a difference. Be a blessing. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action, get information, understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free. With 33 convenient locations, Heritage's Dairy Stores desires to be your deli of choice. Heritage's full-service delis offer great-tasting products for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The Harry Egg Breakfast Sandwich, made with two farm-fresh eggs, cheese, choice meat on a fresh Kaiser roll, makes mornings simple. Heritage's famous subs are built on freshly baked Lysio rolls and feature Dietz and Watson premium meats and cheeses, freshly sliced anytime. Making lunches at home? Try one of our lunchbox specials, which are sure to please. Heritage's Dairy Stores, our family, your hometown deli.